Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Farrington. Welcome back to this latest episode of the JF Interview Series. My guest today is Keith Rosen. I, I could actually spend about two hours as a minimum talking about the accolades that Keith has earned, the plaudits that he's earned, uh, and everything else. But, you know, I just don't have that time, and I'm absolutely certain Keith doesn't either. What I will say is that he's a best-selling author, obviously, and he is, in all probability, the leading sales management coach in the world. And I've known Keith for probably 12 to 13 years. More years. More years. Oh, okay. Sorry, Dad. And <laughs> and that nothing that he's written or said or brought up during conversations with me that's changed my mind. So it's a delight to welcome you. Welcome, KR. How are you? Always a pleasure. I am thriving, JF. Thanks for asking. Good, 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 good. Okay, what you can do, listeners and viewers, uh, if you want to learn more about Keith, the quickest way is he'll give you his website address at the end of the um, discussion, conversation, uh, or you can go over to Top Sales World, Top Nav Bar, click on Contributors, uh, and you'll find Keith there. You'll find him over at the Sales Futurists, and you'll also find him on Top Sales Magazine, regular columnist. So he does get about amongst JF Initiative. Okay, listen, KR, let's talk about something topical, shall we? Um, we it. are in the middle of a pandemic. It's not getting any better, showing no signs of disappearing soon, if it ever does. Clearly, this has had a major impact on how sales managers manage and how they coach and how they lead. What for you have, have what do you believe are the biggest, the, the really biggest challenges that they faced during this period so far? I think if we start by evening the playing field, JF, uh, let's just look at the current state before the pandemic of leadership. Uh, before the pandemic, only 1%, and I'm being generous, of all global organizations had an authentic true coaching culture, which means managers did not look at coaching as an event. They didn't look at coaching as something else they were responsible for. It's just who they were because they realized that coaching is a language and it's a, it's a conversation you have every day, all day. Every conversation is a coaching conversation. So the managers were struggling with coaching before the pandemic. Companies that were doing well, it's really easy to hide, you know, oh, you know, managers are not working too hard. They're, they're doing well. The, you know, team is hitting their numbers. Life is good. But here's the thing. We don't get tested on our good days. We get tested on our challenging days. And this is when the true essence of our character, our values, our integrity is put to the test. And unfortunately, because of this, it's not that managers are failing because they don't want to help. They don't want to develop their team. They don't want to uh, create a new sense of a positive, empowered, engaged workforce now that it's remote. They have no idea how to do it because they have never been coached before. Before the pandemic, they weren't getting coached. Now, here we are six months into it, and I am having conversations, Jeff, and I can't make this up. I was speaking to a CEO, a global organization, a few weeks ago. And uh, we were talking about the current state of affairs with leadership and how CEO confidence is at an all-time low. I wonder why. Hmm. Do you think it has to do with the fact that they're rating their confidence based on their numbers or based on the value of their people? I'm going to go with the numbers. So now you have all these managers that are in a state of reaction. 
Uh, all their people are working remotely. They're not getting coached from their leaders. There is no preparation at all how to make this transition. So every company still today is doing triage. Back to the CEO I was speaking to, he said to me, and I quote, Keith, maybe this is the time we shouldn't be coaching. Maybe this is the time we need to be more directive and tell our people what to do. This <laughs> is not when coaching starts. This is when coaching, quote unquote, should have been continuing. How can companies be in that state of fear? Why? Because they have no answers. Nobody has the answer. So where does it start? It starts by looking at all these companies you talk about, you know, when we when we look at inhuman resources and we talk about sales disablement, we always talk about these uh, critical conversations that managers need to have. They fail at those most of the time. The performance reviews, the deal reviews, the account reviews, um, the one-on-ones. So now they don't have the luxury at all of working with their people face to face. And now a sense of critical conversations have changed exponentially because now the critical conversations are going to be more personal. And this is why I mentioned human resources and sales enablement is that before this pandemic, could a manager have a conversation and say, you know, how's your mental state going? How's your, how the relationship's going? How's the relationship going with your family, your significant other? How's your stress level? What's going on at home? Managers would shy away from those conversations on a good day, compound it with the fact that those are conversations that dance the line of compliance with HR. These rules need to change, just like all the rules in our entire society need to change. Managers now have to be coached on how to have these critical conversations. So, for example, why is there a sense of why is depression, the level of depression has increased exponentially since this pandemic? OK, what now, of course, this impacts every human being right at some level. How are managers getting coached? But now how are they supporting their team? The conversations now, just like you and I, you could see me, you could see my office. So now that we've been inundated with conference calls, you're seeing the person in their home. You're seeing them in their home office or workspace. You're often seeing them when they get out of bed. You see them when they're carrying their children around. You see when there might be a bunch of distractions and animals. Are you going to tell me as a human being, if you're looking at one of your direct reports during a one-on-one -on -one, and it looks like clearly they haven't showered in a week, if a gentleman, he hasn't shaved, just like, you know, I'm probably the only person that doesn't have facial hair these days, uh, you could see the level of stress exuding from them, the chaos behind them. Are you just going to ignore that and say, so, okay, um, tell me about your numbers. How many calls are you going to make this week? What's in the pipeline? What do you think is going to close this quarter? and ignore everything around you, that is a recipe for disaster. And again, managers are thinking, Keith, you know what? I have no idea how to, be, how to have these conversations. We, that managers need to be coached and trained how to do so. And I'll give you a very specific example. Starting at the very baseline, the one conversation every manager needs to have with their direct reports is just seeking to understand where they are mentally in their state of mind, how engaged they are, do they feel connected, do they feel supported, what else can that leader do to help them create a healthy, sustainable, balanced work life at home? So what are those questions? Those questions need to be asked. Like, so uh, Mr. or Mrs. Uh, direct report, what do you think was going to be easy during this trans transition that you actually found was more difficult than you thought? Or conversely, what did you think was going to be difficult that actually was a lot easier than you thought? 
you know, the one common denominator that I hear is one of the greatest benefits that uh, every person has been experiencing is they're really appreciating the time with their family now. And, and you know, that's still though. So, so let's, let's build on that. So now the manager is wanting for their people to have that sense of life balance. So what would be a good question to ask? So Mr. and Mrs. Direct Report, um, what are you doing every day to, uh, to turn off? What are you doing at the end of the day to put work aside so you can be fully present and engaged with the people you love and that you care about? Mr. and Mrs. Direct Report, how are you setting boundaries with your family and the people you live with um, when you're working and when it's time for you to have your leisure time? How are you taking care of yourself? How are you practicing self-care? How are you managing your stress? What can I do differently as your manager and coach to support you so that you still feel engaged, connected uh, to the team so you don't feel isolated? Managers aren't having this conversation, and this is just one of the many that need to have. Yeah, I I get that, of course, Keith, and that's my experience too. Um, I'm a great advocate of empathy, as you know, and, you know, somebody asks me, asked me about sort of six to eight weeks ago, what's the one what's the one most valuable characteristic or personal trait that a sales manager or any manager to come to that can have right at this moment and demonstrate it? And I have said empathy because I don't believe this is a time for Churchillian speeches. Um, and it, what it what it is, it's time. And this is really, I think, you know, the heart of what you've just said it's getting to understand them but surely it isn't there a case for sales managers to have emotional intelligence what what won't, won't they recognize signs if they've got ai unfortunately as leaders it's very difficult to recognize the needs of others when they are not getting the support that they need themselves right right and so we're still witnessing aren't we a lack of support from above. You were on a recent roundtable. We talked about this. We said, you know, sales managers stroke sales leaders, although I hesitate to call most of them leaders. You know, they're getting a lot of stick right now, but nobody's asking why. You know, nobody's saying, well, maybe it's because they've never been trained to manage a sales team. Maybe they've never been trained to coach. Maybe, 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 maybe they're not getting the support from above. So rather than keep kicking them, shouldn't we be beating a drum, moving up the food chain and getting those in the sea lounge to realize that the sales manager's role now is absolutely pivotal? Yeah. Uh, I, we are we are singing the same same song, my friend. Uh, and and. You know, it's and I'll I'll take it to another level here. Um, I'm in the process of writing this article about managers be prepared. We're now going to have love in the workplace. Now, <laughs> yeah, you know where I'm going. With the word love at work? Oh no 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 no. That's 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 already a red flag for for, for HR. But if you think about the, to your point and and a recent study actually that I did. I got about 3,500 responses, and it was exactly that. What is the most important trait today of a leader? And what did I have in there? I had things like, um, you know, uh, you know, communication and and uh, support and knowledge and technical proficiency and and training and and the one thing, the one thing that 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 
clearly rose to the top every time is I just want my manager to care. I, I just want to be able to be, call my manager and feel like I can trust them, that they're a safe sounding board, that I could depend on them. That's the number one thing managers are being asked for. And it has nothing to do with technical proficiency, knowledge, or experience. It has everything to do with just being a human being. And that costs absolutely nothing to give. No, but it requires effort and it requires it requires empathy. It requires an investment of care, right? It's 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 an it's a non it's a personal trait. It's a non-commercial trait. And it does seem that, you know, of the six percent of sales managers globally who we believe are capable, experienced enough, and have the necessary characteristics to be a successful manager. Yeah, even fewer than 6% have got that personal trait. That's the reality. And do you think it's because, Keith, when sales managers are trained, those of them that are lucky enough to get some training, it is in all the hard skills. It's in things like pipeline management. It's in coaching. It's, yeah, there's no soft skills that it, I've never, ever encountered a sales management stroke leadership program that has provided coaching in the soft skills needed to be successful yes oh aside from mine absolutely yeah absolutely. apart from yours of course keith yeah but and, i mean it's, it, go on i was just saying it's interesting to, you know to your point uh as i'm older now i i, I don't have time for sales cycles anymore if i'm speak, someone's calling me it's a decision maker we, there's too many important things that we need to do to, to stop the triage and get companies from a place of reaction back to a place of responsiveness. So, and, and what I'm finding is that the biggest issue, to your point, oh, Keith, we're doing training. Really? I have asked clients to send me their internal training guides. And of course, everything's in confidence. It's, this is our sales training. Technical proficiency, knowledge, 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 product knowledge, financing, we're, we're the soft skills. We're, oh, no, you qualify and then you present and then you ask for the order. That's basically, and of course, I'm simplifying <laughs> yep. it, the depth and complexity that organizations are offering. And then they're wondering why, as you and I have talked about every year, especially this year, the number of salespeople that are going to hit quota, and I'm sure you probably have some numbers on it for 2020, is going to be an abomination. Well, yes, it, it, it was going to be an abomination, unfortunately, for all the reasons you will understand and everybody understands, this is a year that we can't measure. And it's highly likely, sad to say, that 2021 is going to be a year that we can't measure simply because COVID will still be around, in my personal view. And also, we're, we're really going to get hit financially. Um, you, know, that we, 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 you, you can see economies everywhere going bust. And I don't see a full recovery probably until the end of Q1 2022. But that's my best guess based on conversations with economists and people that are much wiser than I am. So the companies are doing OK now, really. I, I mean, that's excellent news to do OK is good. The companies that are, that are doing the same numbers that they were doing in 2019. That's a great result. It really is. Yeah. If okay. You can do it. Yeah. Sorry, say again. I was saying even if they're doing that, because just like 
And, and you know, this also compounds the conversations that salespeople need to have with their their customers. Yeah. Right now, the the customers don't want to hear what are you going to buy. You know, hey, what are you buying next? They want to hear, hey, I don't. I'm not here to do anything else on this conversation and see what I can do to be a resource for you in any capacity. How are you yeah. doing as a human being? So the exactly. same type of coaching that managers need to provide their team is exactly the same kind of coaching that salespeople need to provide their customers because the one common denominator globally is that we are all human beings and need to be treated as such. And quite frankly, that is the new competitive edge. Care is the new competitive edge these days. And, and yeah. another point you made, which I do not want to step over, is, uh, and again, having so many conversations with all these organizations globally, there's not an organization out there that's figured it out yet. So I just want to let every, every salesperson, manager, company that's watching this, you're not alone. Everyone is still trying to figure it out. Nobody has the answers. We're still in a state of reaction. So, so you know, when I was working with these companies, they one of the companies I was talking to, they said to me, you know, Keith, um, we want to provide training, but here's the thing. We're we're gonna we're going to give them an hour of a webinar and then another follow up and that's it and then we could check the box and say we train them how to coach. <laughs> yep. I would Good. think we've learned the lessons over time that event based training does not make an impact. Today, people need um, that baseline of good more than ever, and that really comes down to the to the to the essence of what's going on. Right now, people are struggling to find the new baseline of what good looks like. Forget about what great looks like. What does good look like today? Good in sales, good in leadership, good in processes, good at client engagement. Everything has changed. So what is your new barometer of good? You can't keep doing what you did more last year. Doing more of the same thing is just going to get worse results. So yep. now you're trying to do more of what didn't work faster. Yeah. Hmm. I find it sad that, and, and I do totally agree with you. I find it sad that the best people are aiming for at the moment is good. You know, last uh, quarter four in, in 2019, after a really good year, everyone that I know was looking forward to a superb year. Not just the best we can hope for is good. But it is what it is, as we've said several times. Now, Keith, look, you know, the clock's ticking. What I'd like you to do, if you would be uh, so kind to do, is do you want to think about three things, three priorities that sales managers ought to focus on right now? The first thing that comes to mind is schedule a one-on-one -on -one with each person on your team. And don't say, oh, Keith, I already did that before. I guarantee you the impact that you had and the impact that you can have are two different things. Go back to what we talked about. And I have a great article, everyone, on my website, KeithRosen.com, about how to facilitate that conversation and help people adopt to a new remote workplace. And it has a great template on how to open up the conversation, create trust and alignment, and then ask a lot of those questions that I share. The questions that help People leave that call and say, my manager cares. I'm not alone. I'm not isolated. How can you as a leader make your people feel supported? Now, you can sit here and bang your head against the wall trying to figure out that answer when the easiest way to figure it out is just ask your people. 
in this new time, in this new workplace, what can I do to be the best leader and coach for you? How would you like me to support you? How often do you want to have one-on-ones and check-ins? What are the areas that you would like me to focus on in terms of holding you accountable and being your accountability partner in a supportive way? These are the conversations managers are simply not having because every organization has a target on their back and they're just driving for results when the fact is you don't coach the result, you don't train the result, you coach the process. You coach the who, the how, the why. And managers are so focused on pushing, trying to coach the result, which you can't do is an exercise in futility. So coach the person. That's the, this is the time when, when true vulnerability-based leadership is going to be put at the test. Are you truly showing up being the, the authentic you? Are you getting sucked up into imposter syndrome? Okay. If managers right now, one of the reasons why they're not having these conversations is because they don't want to be found out. Well, I don't know how to do this, so let me just avoid it. Let me stick my head in the sand. I'll wait for all this to pass. Okay. Listen, take away imposter syndrome. We're all in the same boat. Okay. We all need the support. As a matter of fact, what else can you do, leaders? You can ask your team to coach you. You need the support. And if you're not getting it, just like your people, you need to ask for it. So as you're having conversations to connect with your people on a deeper level, ask them, hey, listen, you know, I want to hear, I'm here to support you the best way I can. I also need support. Would you be open to supporting and coaching me as well and also holding me accountable to the commitments that I make? What do you think that's going to do to the level of engagement and the relationships you're going to have with your people? That's going to help solidify it and help help create um, a a remote team, a a tight remote team of champions. Wise words, as always. By the way, before I let you go, I didn't realize that was your office. I thought that was your recording studio. It doubles as actually it's my my office recording (laughs) studio uh, and. and video studio when uh, when I have to throw the green screen up. But that that's something we'll do the next time, JF. <laughs> okay. So and of keep course, the... depending on the you know, twenty-five years of marriage, right? Depending on if, if my wife and I are in a good state, sometimes it's my bedroom too. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Enough already. Enough already. Okay, so Keith's website address, Keith Rosen, simple as that. KeithRosen.com. Uh, you'll get his blog over there. You get his thoughts. You'll get videos. You get uh, an awful lot about Keith. Keith, thanks again. Always great. And um, we are on, as my old French housekeeper used to say, the same length of waves, my friend. Oh yes, yes. So uh, until our next time, I wish you, I wish everyone listening and watching, please stay healthy, stay safe, stay grateful, and I wish you all extreme success. Please know I'm always here as a resource. If you need to contact me. I'm going to give everyone my mobile number. It's 516-231-2774. I give this to you because that is my commitment to you. I want to make sure that I'm supporting everyone I can globally because this, this is the time when we all need to realize that everyone is going through something and we all need to give back. Absolutely. Well, it's very generous. Thank you, Keith. Okay, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. It's going to be worth at least three or four replays, I'd have thought. Thanks again, Keith. Always a pleasure. Stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. Yeah, bye-bye.